Hey, I'm Luis. And this is Fonzie. And welcome back to Content is Profit Podcast. In here, you're going to get the insights, accountability, and drive to create consistently and increase revenue. You'll hear from top entrepreneurs, creators, and anything and everything you need to know about content. All this while having a good time. The goal of this podcast is simple to entertain, educate, and turn your content into profit. Let's Woo. go. Welcome back, Fonzie. What are we talking about today? Guys, today we have an incredible guest that he's actually making a comeback and we're going to be talking all about going for stupid the art of achieving ridiculous goals and let me tell you i need to hear this i feel like i get in my head a lot of the time so this conversation i'm very excited i know i had an episode yesterday in thanksgiving while we were playing games and we were crushing games i had a few stupid questions and i was like there's no stupid questions and everybody in that table judge me big time i'm gonna throw this out there i don't think the topic is related to the dumb questions that were asking yesterday's game well we'll see we'll see what our guest has to say about that yes anyways guys if you're enjoying these episodes either solo off with our guests go ahead and follow the show make sure you download those episodes every single time they come to your phone because the value hopefully hopefully so good leave us any any feedback that you might have for us and follow us on social media at beast bros co that is right if today's guest help you move one step closer towards your goal which i am sure he will do please don't forget to share this episode and and leave a five-star review that's right. So today we have royalty in the house. Have you ever had a wild dream like maybe working with Sir Elton John or Elon Musk? Well, today's guest is the one that makes those wild dreams happen. Yeah, that is right. He is known as the real life wizard of us. His skill for making things happen allowed him to build the world's leading experiential concierge firm, I think. I finally your, pronounced your, that, that word your right. Accent, good looking today, How Fonzie. freaking amazing is that, huh? <laughs> That's right. He's probably one of the most well-connected men in this planet. His daily job is to make the impossible possible. Oh, and not to mention that he has one of the most epic goatees in the world. Is that the secret to his success? We'll discover it today. I know. I, I was about to show up today <laughs> with my goatee, but you know, I didn't want to be embarrassed by, by our amazing <laughs> guest. Guys, Please welcome the real life Wizard of Oz, author of Blue Fishing, and now go for stupid and content is profit Hall of Famer, Steve Sims. What's that's up, a, Steve? That's a hell of an intro. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you for being here. You know, it's <laughs> it's like USA England Eve, the game. <laughs> I'm here ready with my England jersey. You know, you're here in the US. What's going on, Steve? What's happening today? Uh, it's a good day. It's a good day to be alive. That's right. Uh, Steve, obviously, you know, uh, we, I'm a big fan of your first book. And then uh, you come out and you do this. And uh, we have this morning call with a group of amazing entrepreneurs. And one of them was in, lo- in your launch party. And I'm like, what? This is awesome. He came out with a second book. And then as soon as I Googled it and I saw the, the title, Going For Stupid, like it was so intriguing to me, right? And then the art of achieving ridiculous goals. And it's like what every person, like besides like if you're an entrepreneur or you've just, if you're just a human, you need to read this book. But I was so intrigued and we're like, we need to bring him back to talk about this. And obviously we talk a lot about publishing, creating and producing content. So the part of the, how to publish a book, why publishing a new book. Uh, Will you tell us a little bit like why why that decision? Why the new book? So the the new book, 
For a start, I was stunned that I actually did one book. Um, <laughs> I did my I did my book because I just wanted to get everything out. And when I did blue fishing, I just thought no one's going to buy it because it's so simple that yeah. surely everybody is doing this. And then when the book came out, I realized that they weren't. You know, we we're in a habit now where we try to kind of like pay our pain away. You know, if they can if they can do it themselves, or if they can spend money on someone else doing it, they'll take that route which mm. kind of is weird. So that was the first book that I did. And that kind of got me into speaking and coaching and training all over the planet. And I thought, well, that's it. I did one book. I'm proud. I'm happy. It was very successful. That's it. And then COVID came along. <laughs> and right at the beginning of COVID, I heard everyone fall into two camps. There were people going, great. I've got more time. I'm not flying. I haven't got meetings. I haven't got to drive for work. Anybody I wanted to contact didn't have meetings. They weren't on holiday. They weren't flying. So all of a sudden, most people, in fact, everyone in the planet, was given extra hours in the day. Yeah. And I know that there was some illness. I know there was some death. Not trying to trivialize that. But for me, as a family man and a mm. business, it was the best time of my life. Okay, I got to spend every day with my wife, not flying. And now I'm getting like a nine day week. I could do so much in this week. And then you go on Facebook and you got some prick on there going, hey, I've just finished watching The Sopranos. What else can I binge watch? Just trying to find out how they could waste their life. And it got me angry. So I started doing memes and I started doing, I'm not very subtle. So I started posting little things, how aggravated I was with people. And it was the it was the genesis. It was the aggravator to me writing this book. Because in a world where we're more happy to laugh at people than we are to support them, I thought something had to change. So yeah, yeah. I know it sounds funny and a little bit holy, but I really felt as though I needed to write this book to get people to go, hang on a minute. I'm going down the wrong path because I think it's a toxic environment that we are now openly looking to cancel people's careers. We're on a, we've got a cancel culture and we've got a gotcha society. You know, what did you say in 1992 that was inappropriate? Well, mm. I can tell you I was probably inappropriate yesterday. We <laughs> all are. But we need to understand what we're doing. We need to understand the ramifications. And rather than running away from that and canceling each other's careers, yeah. let's try to understand and converse on what we're doing that's inappropriate and fix that. Mm. Absolutely. What has been the response with with the book, right? Like uh, in the in the midst of all this, right? Because uh, we work with a lot of people that uh, have their own publishing platforms, like podcasting, for example, right? And uh, we also work with people that are starting out, putting their voice out there. And one of the one of the fears is putting that true voice out there. Just recently, just yesterday, I was watching actually a video. I don't know if you're familiar with Logan Paul. He's a creator. Yeah. He's been, yeah, wrestling. Like he's he's been transforming his life like crazy. Yes. And uh, the he used to daily vlog right on YouTube. And the the guys asking him, why do you stop? And he's like, man, I was just tired of being so fake. Like, he's like, hey, like all that facade that he puts in there for that content creator, the creator burnout, right? For him, he was over it. And he's like, you know, my one vehicle right now is a podcast because I can be myself, right? And he he turned, he came to peace with that after 
being very successful as a creator, right? So yeah. what would you say to people? Like you obviously, you're you're not fearful of putting your thoughts out there. You've been always super authentic, super honest with everything that you put out there, including these two books, right? What would you say to people that are in that journey of trying to discover that for themselves? If you're fake, you will get a billion followers that don't know you. If you're real, you'll have a hundred conversations. So I realized very early on, especially I own a media company, Sims.media, and I noticed there were a lot of people that were making content to gain followers and not gain connections. Now, as Logan says, and a lot of people out there, today we need to be real. Today mm. we need to be honest. You'll get less people. You may get three likes. You may get five followers. But those five followers can turn into five connections that can turn into five business opportunities. You get further with less by being real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We, we've noticed that too, if I'm being honest. I don't think we, I mean, we don't have massive followings, but for us, the value of having the podcast is having those conversations that you're, say, that you're yeah. talking about, right? And honestly, the growth that we've experienced in the three, in the last three years have been thanks to those relationships that, that we've built, right? Now, I'm curious, in a world that is, I will say, driven by these relationships, right? If, if you go and ask every business owner, they're probably going to have big emphasis on, yeah, like this specific partnership, this big relationships that have made a dent in our business, right? Like they've been massive. And you are like the master of building relationships with people that some other people might think it's impossible to build that relationship, right? People that you might look at them and you're like, wow, those people are unreachable. So <laughs> how do you do to connect with those people? And I know there's a little bit of go for stupid there, right? Like, how do you, you know, plan in your head and execute that plan to reach these people and start these very special conversations? So there's two things there to unpack. And the first thing I want to do is actually go back a little bit to Logan. Logan said he stopped doing the vlogging each day because he was so fake. Okay. Do you know the amount of effort it takes to be the person you're not? When you're showing up as you, just like you guys and me, there's no effort. I haven't got to try hard. This is it. You like it? Great. You don't? Leave. It doesn't matter. There's no effort. There's no stress. And I'm not worn out. A lot of people, they do content and they're trying to be someone they're not. They're literally, they're physically exhausted at the end of every yeah. day from doing that content. Okay? Save yourself that and just show up as you. And you said quite simply that so many people think it's impossible to have these conversations. Great. That they are totally right. It's impossible for them to have that connection <laughs> the second they call it impossible. Mm -hmm. You see, here's the thing. Look at you two guys. If I tell you to go and do something stupid, all right, the first thing that's going to happen, and it just happened, I, uh, I always test, and it just happened. For anyone watching this, you smiled <laughs> because when you're going for something stupid, the, the endorphins and the brain suddenly clicks into a five-year-old curious nature of what can I do to make this stupid? <laughs> now, if I tell you, hey, you got to do this, it's impossible, but you go for it. Mm. You're now under stress because you've already stated it's impossible. You've already yeah. given yourself that get out. 
But if I tell you to go for something stupid, you become a child and you become curious. And look at all of the people we revere today. Elon Musk, Larry Page, Steve Jobs. They all went for stupid goals and then just found a way of doing it. But they initiated it with the goal. Today, we don't dream big enough. And you said yesterday or today that you were having a conversation yesterday and you were saying stupid things and people were laughing at you or calling them stupid. You see, the dumb thing is, and I'm going to ask you quite quite directly, when have you ever been sitting around a table, having coffee, drinking wine, having a meal, and you start talking about business to these people? And then as you start talking about what you want to do with your podcast and how you want to franchise this out and how you want to scale this and how you want to exit it at, you know, like, you know, seven figures, and you start saying this, and the people in front of you start glazing over as though you're crazy. And what do you Mm. do at that moment? You're faced with two opportunities. One opportunity, the one you usually take, is where you go, Oh, just ignore me. I was having a crazy moment. I'm all right now. Someone must have spiked my coffee. Or you get up and you move to a table where people will challenge you to actually fulfill that dream. 90% Mm. of the time, we're hanging around with people that do nothing other than drag us down. The first thing you've got to do for anyone out there, you've got to look at your circle. Are they supporting and challenging you? Or are they laughing and jeering? Okay, Mm. and when they start scoffing at your goals, that's the moment you've got to leave that room. Oh, uh, I my head went through a few moments. Not only last night. Last night we were just playing like a board game, so not nothing too crazy, but still, you know, it's family. And sometimes when family calls Mm. you crazy, it can be a challenging time. Yeah, but I I remember um, right after college, like 2014, when I graduated, um, we were both uh, we we both played soccer, pretty high level. Uh, came to the U.S. to play on D1, right? And after that ended, we kind of went on a crisis, right? We we're like, what are we going to be doing now? This is our routine, like our day-to-day. And we went on to this, like, a uh, bunch of years journey that ended here in, the, in this podcast, right? Uh, but around that time, we were looking to to do something more physical. And uh, at the time, Tough Motors and Spartan Races yeah. were brand new, right? And they were, everybody's like, that's insane. That's crazy. Why would you, like, go run, you know, 20 miles and jump in fire and ice and be electrocuted? And the one person, the one person that said yes to my invite to go do these things was my brother. He came, you know, from Texas. And he, I remember we were sitting down in the library of the university. And I'm like, dude, like, I want to do this thing. I don't know if I want to do it by myself. I need somebody. But everybody keeps telling me I'm insane. And uh, that moment right there when he says, yes, started this journey of like multiple years doing these things. We did more than 20. We ended up doing an eight-hour, 24-hour race. People to this day, they come back. They're like, what? You guys did what? (laughs) And it was such an amazing experience. One of the best memories of my life that opened so many doors, so, so many stories that served us. We grew so much, right? And then we translated that. We used those moments to then feed us and, and fuel our business things, right? When we come into these moments of doubts, like you grab those moments and you remember those and you're like, man, like we did it despite all the opposition that was happening, right? And that's something very specific that happened with my life. But do you remember for you, what was one of those like key go for stupid moments? So there's been lots. And again, just to unpack what you just said, the second you achieve something, you unlock parts of your brain that only look for that. Like we've had, mm. you know, the situation when your buddy, your buddy's bought a new car and you think it's a strange color and mm. then you're driving down the highway 
And what's the only color of car you can actually see? <laughs> it's that weird color, isn't it? Yeah. So that's the same with your mind. When you start doing things that are a little bit more outrageous, they're a little bit more opportunist, you're pushing yourself. Your mm. mind can only see that. And it goes, well, okay, he was looking for opportunities. By the way, there's one over there. Let's look over here. So your mind actually unlocks it. When I was when I was young, I was like 17 years old. I'm working on a building site. And all I could see was negativity. I was a young, frustrated man in London on a building site with a whole range of people. I was obviously, you know, in the younger of the range, but my granddad, who was nearly 80, was still on that building site getting wet, getting cut, getting tired during the day. And I remember going up to him going, did you ever think you'd be doing this at your age? And that's quite a rude question. And he actually turned around. He didn't even look at me, and I'll never forget this. He said, son, if you don't quit today, you'll be me tomorrow. And that was the moment that made me realize, whoa, I've I've got to move. And the second I perpetuated that movement, the second I stood up to walk out of that tea hut to go to my boss, who happened to be my dad, and go, dad, I've got to quit. The second my mind and body and force was prepared to do that, it went, all right. Time's different. It's like when you like you say you you're an athlete, okay? When you're sitting at home watching TV, your body and your brain is in one mental state. But when you go to the changing room, you put your kit on and you walk out onto that field, your body and mind is in a different state. So when you start understanding that your body and mind re- reflects to the situations you put it in, you can actually develop that mindset far easier. Mm. It goes along what we talked with. Uh, we have a, another guest, amazing Bart Miller, and we talked. We were talking about identities, right? And uh, this is a guy that has done it. Uh, he's very successful in Amazon. He has multiple businesses, and uh, he he went on to bodybuilding, and then he went into cycling, and then at that stage he was doing and competing in rodeo, right? And he was talking. We're talking about how can we change identities in a, in a, depending on like the the place or the environment that you set and at the at the moment it was us starting the podcast i think it was episode 40 or something like that it was like very early right now we're in episode 350 like it's a, you know we've done this once or twice and this now became part of one of our identities right we put ourselves in front of this mic and then we we are real we're, we're having these conversations accent doesn't matter if we make mistakes doesn't matter it goes live like this is this is who we are right but at the moment it was really challenging uh to think our identity was so attached to the one activity that we were doing and mm-hmm. to get out of that was at least for me i don't know for you fonzie but for me it was like really really challenging to detach myself from that right so obviously entrepreneurs and people that are going to be reading your book or are reading your book right are probably faced with that decision right of like how how do we shift how do we get in a mindset? Well, maybe when we don't know what we don't know, right? This this was a conflict as soon as we were presented with that opportunity. How can people deal with that? So the whole the whole onus and the whole belief system behind Go for Stupid is to turn yourself into a curious five-year-old. Okay. A five-year-old has no idea what's going on, has no idea how the remote control works has no idea how the vacuum cleaner works, has no idea what to do. But it's that curiosity that creates momentum for them to discover. 
So there's a lot of times, and it, it, that's the trouble with today's society, especially mm. as kids. You know, you leave school, you know, you're 16 years old, and straight away that stood there going, hey, what are you going to do at college for the rest of your life? What do you want to learn at college that's going to set you up? What the hell do you know? You're 17 years old, <laughs> you know? So me, I'm 55 years old. I changed my world when blue fishing came out six years ago. And before that, I ran a concierge firm for billionaires. So my life is constantly changing. I couldn't have prepared for that at college. So when you're in that moment where you kind of go, hang on a minute, don't look for the answers, but become curious. What can I do? What can I take? And, and an athlete, let's pick on being an athlete. You may not be able to keep up with the younger athletes, but you mm. still will always have a competitive mindset. Yeah. So the game's changed. The pitch has changed. But what you've got to do and the fundamental talent pool that you've got and the tools of use, that's still the same. Yeah, this reminds me, you're talking about this curiosity and I relate curiosity with like the questions that we're asking ourselves, like, what is that? Or why did this happen? Yeah. All these things, right? And I remember one of our uh, early coaches slash mentors, you know, people that we look up to, he used to say all the time that the quality of your life is determined by the quality of the questions that you ask yourself. And now looking back at it, looking at it through the curiosity lens, I feel just like you said, a lot of people just start losing that curiosity throughout life and then just putting all these rules and how things should be and then not questioning anything. And then just life probably becomes a little bit monotone, right? Instead of why am I doing this, yeah. right? I found myself lately a few times doing certain activities that I'm like, why am I doing it like this, right? Maybe there's a different way. And then that curiosity comes out, right? It happened with our product, the service that we offer, right? We were doing it for three years, the very same exact way. And then all of a sudden it's like, hmm, is there a different way? Is there something that could be better for the clients, right? Like, let's listen to them. What are they saying? And then that started a new side of the service that we're developing now, right? So it's interesting. Sometimes we just stop asking ourselves questions and we just live this like monotone life. I yeah. do like, and, and people listening to this need to understand what you just said, because what you said was gold. In a world where we're concerned about what we say and about how we're going to get our career canceled and how we're going to get laughed at, the first conversation you've got to have is not with somebody else's, but with yourself. Mm. What do you want? What are you going to settle for? What are your standards? What are your goals? I have, a little, I have a little tactic I do with my coaching clients, and I'll run it through with you so you can try it. Get a piece of paper, and I always use a Sharpie or a crayon, okay, mm. because I want to use that childlike excitement. So I don't use a pen. I'll use a Sharpie, and I'll get on the top of it, and what you do is you write five years from today. So we're in 2022. So write down at the top in big letters, 2027. Mm. That's five years from now. Five years is a long way in the future. A lot can mm -hmm. happen in five years. And then underneath that, I want you to write one, two, three, four, five. Okay? 
So you write down one, two, three, four, five, and then here's the fun bit. Without too much consideration, without too much overthinking, what is one thing you would really like to happen by 2027? What is that one goal? Mm. Is it a new relationship? Is it a new car? Is it a million dollars a year? Is it a new house? Yeah, whatever it is, just write it down. Write it down quick and shut up. (laughs) You see, the downside is most of the time when we write down one of our goals, that little devil in the back of our head pops up and goes, you couldn't do that. And we talk ourselves out of it. So what you do is goal number one, write it down. Shut up. Take a breather. Just breathe in and absorb it. Let it sink in. And then number two. What is the goal for number two that you would really like to see happen in 2005? Write it down. Shut up. Let it percolate. Number three. Number three goal. Again, these don't have to be massive. It could be lose weight. It could be get a new dog. Whatever it is, but write it down. Number three. And you do that for all five. Okay? Now is where it gets sexy. Go back up to where you wrote 2027, cross it out and put next year. And then ask yourself, what's going to happen in 11 months for you to hit those goals in 12? Mm. And then what's going to happen in 10 months? Nine, eight, seven. What's going to happen next week for me to start on that momentum to hit all of these goals in one year. You see, when we pick on a goal in seven years, five years, 10 years, we kind of give ourselves permission to dream a little bit. But if I told you to put, give me your goals in 12 months, you get scared. And I want to get that fear gone. <laughs> so you know, write them down in five years and then bring them back to one year and then backpedal to next week. Yeah. Ooh. I like how you break this down at the end and you said kind of like when we think on the long-term goals we give ourselves permission to do yeah. but when we are you know shorter it we don't but at the same time i feel like often a lot of people they you know they think about what they can do in the short term they um there's like a saying about that they pretty much think that they can do way more in the short term and then sometimes when they think in the long term they think less of it right yeah. So I, I find a little contradiction in 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 there because of what what I've what I've heard before. Right. For example, I'm like, all right, this week this is my goal X, Y, and C. And sometimes I put so much more in my plate that I can really handle, right? Because you're overestimating what you can do in the short term. That is the the quote. And then underestimating what you can do in the long term. But I love how you put it. You're like, all right, just let your dreams go wild from five years from now, and then compressed time. And mm-hmm. I've also, you know, heard from multiple sources that that's how very successful people think is they compress time and then they ask the right questions to themselves to make those things happen. Right. Yeah. So with that contradiction in mind, why why do you think that happens? Why do you think some people might overestimate what they can do in the short term and underestimate what they can do on the long term? And you know, based on that contradiction, some people might not even give themselves the right to dream that big, right? And then when condensing the time, actually make these things happen. I'm, I'm just curious on what your thoughts on that. So what I've seen is 
successful active people are usually the ones that plow more into their short goal goals than non-successful people, okay? Because they've got a track record of being able to ask more of themselves. Now, when mm. they do that, they're also asking more mm. of themselves of what's achievable. When you give your permission to go in five years' time, you'll write things down like a yacht. You'll write things down like a house on the beach. You'll write down things like have lunch with Elon Musk. Because you can dream. Because, hey, we never hit those five years, do we? Because by the time we've got to the third year, we've changed what the goals are, you know? <laughs> Otherwise, we'd all want to, a new lollipop. You know, the bottom line of it is our goals change over time. So yeah. the successful people are the people you're talking about. They overachieve in a short period of time. The one thing that highly, and I know this for a fact, based on the 20 plus years that I serviced them, the most successful people in the planet they know they can make more money. They can know they can impact more people, but they can never get more time. Mm. So the time they have, they really focus on, okay, what can I do in those 60 minutes? You didn't see a single successful person during COVID asking what mm. they could binge watch on Netflix. <laughs> Not a single person. Because yeah. for those people... They literally set up a home studio and they were working from home. They didn't have to travel. They didn't have to fly. They didn't have to have meetings. They could yeah. now focus on themselves. They got way more done in that period. Wow, so good. Absolutely. Fun in fact, I'll give, you, I'll give you one more thing. Yeah. The, yeah. the BBC, okay, the BBC in the UK, they discovered and they actually did a report on this. You can Google it, that during the two years of COVID, over 5 million new first-time millionaires were established. Over 5 million new millionaires were established. Mm. No other two-year period in our lifespan have we actually given birth to more millionaires in any time frame. But this was also supposed to be the worst time in our history. It was all down to the how do you see it? And it was all mm. down to that. Are you seeing opportunity or are you seeing negativity? Yeah. Mm. That is very interesting. And I love the, how you preframe, again, the quality of the questions you ask yourself. Yep. Determine the quality of the life that you're going to have. And also, I saw this video recently where the guy talking, he was sharing, like, the problem is not the problem. The problem is how you perceive the problem, right? So, yeah. sure, there can be a challenge, but how are you going to perceive it, right? I think that's very, very important and a, and a really good takeaway here. Now, we're getting towards the end, and we have two questions that we always ask. All right. Um, I'll let my brother take it away. <laughs> well, I think, like, one, I think we cover, I don't want to really ruin it. We always ask people for an action point, but on Minute 24, you just gave us that amazing yeah. exercise yeah. that we really want people to go ahead and, and do it. And we want to know, if you're listening or watching it right now, what are your goals that you're going to hit? So feel free yeah. to share them in our community, in our Facebook group, Content is Profit. Go post them in there yeah. for everybody We'll, we'll to see. create a clip of that moment too <laughs> so we can share with people and you know yeah you're you're impacting a whole lot of people in there yeah and, and steve obviously your um your your life has been incredible right from bricklayer all the way to today and helping millions of people with the the service and the coaching that you do writing these books you 
you've been uh you've been an inspiration to say the least one since we we met you and it's been super awesome and a lot of it i i see is because you're staying true to your voice and to your message and you're not scared to put it out there and publishing right so my my last question here is like where will you be if you did not publish wow that's uh that's a very good question i remember I remember when I published, I thought that my life would not change. Um, and I remember I stupidly thought to myself, well, there you go. I've written a book. That's great. That'll be it. No one will ever buy it. You know, I'm, I'm done. Um, but it literally sent me down another opportunity. Had I not had the kind of mindset that saw opportunities, and when you see the opportunities, you get the choice as to whether or not you take it. So when I saw the opportunity of what the book was doing, I saw a greater opportunity to impact more wildly. And so I took that opportunity. Had I not released the book, I wouldn't have had that opportunity offered to me and I wouldn't be here being able to impact people outside of billionaires. And that's what I really, really enjoy. I was always really happy to spend billionaires' money by doing these amazing experiences. <laughs> but I really like helping companies and individuals get into a position where they can create yeah. their own stories, whether it be new business, new relationships, or new dreams. That's where my beauty is. But to be honest with you, it never would have appeared had I not done the book. Ah, oh, so good. Yeah, I, awesome. I was actually filling out this. Uh, my mother-in-law always asked me to fill this Christmas list, right? And uh, the, you know, the things that I want maybe are a little bit crazy for Christmas days. And I was like, um, I'm putting Steve, Steve's books in here. And then I'm like, what the heck? I'm just going to order it on Amazon today. <laughs> so it's on its way. Let's go. And uh, I can't wait to go and dive in because Blue Fishing was one of those books that I remember uh, very vividly, the way that you write, the way that you tell stories. So I cannot wait. I've, I've listened to a few of the episodes that you've done around this topic. And yeah, let's go. Go for stupid right here. See on screen. By the way, we're going to leave all the links below. Steve, where can people go to get it? What's the best place that you want people to go get the book? Well, they can either go to goforstupid.com or they can go to stevedsims.com. D for dashing, one M in Sims. Uh, and they'll find out all the details there. So Steve D. Sims. Anywhere, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or go to goforstupid.com. Yeah, absolutely. Go there, guys. By the way, all you got to do is scroll down and click that link. It's right there below. Fonzie, any last thoughts before we head out? Just thank you. Thank you so much. It's a great message. I do think <laughs> people need to hear this, read the book, and at the end of the day, just go for stupid. Yeah. Steve, any last thoughts before we head out? Yeah, let's quote my dad. My dad wasn't the uh, the sharpest tool in the shed. But he always used to say that no one ever drowned by falling in the water. They drowned mm. by staying there. Mm. That's awesome. Thank you so much. That's like a, we'll, we'll leave that one there so people get, get to think about it. That's right. <laughs> That's the episode, guys. With that said, thank you so much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite podcasting platform and on social media at BizBrosCo. That is Ryan. If Steve here help you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to buy his book and and share this episode with somebody that you think is going to help them as well. All right. See ya. Bye, guys.